Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You know, I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the social index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. This is the part of a series of interviews I conducted at the Internet Summit in Raleigh, North Carolina. Today, we're talking to Jennifer Chase. She serves as the Senior Vice President in Global Marketing and Shared Services for SaaS. Today on the show, we get into a number of topics, including customer experience and how data that SaaS collects is helping it drive its customer experience as well as for its customers. We also get into topics of trust, security, transparency, and a host of other things. So I hope you enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with Jennifer Chase. Well, welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you. It's exciting to be here. Well, what is it? about SaaS that lead people to work there for 20 or more years like yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I just celebrated my 20th anniversary yeah. and I like to joke I started when I was five. You know, I think the secret sauce for SaaS is, you know, we have a technology that is so purposeful and, and I think all employees can get behind. Mm. I think everybody who works there believe that data and analytics can really transform the world. And so when you can get behind the software and, and the product you're selling, I mean, that, that makes it 
so much fun. The second aspect of that is the culture. And I think we've built a culture um, that goes well beyond having a ping pong board or, or having some fun. It's a, it's a culture where you really trust your, you trust your peers, you trust, you trust all of those around you and you feel like you can take some risks and you also feel like if you have an idea and the idea has merit and you can prove it out, there's somebody there who's gonna listen and help you bring that to fruition. And so I think that's really exciting. You hear a lot about SAS and about our daycare and M&Ms. And so right. <laughs> we've got amazing, uh, and really Dr. Goodnight, our CEO and founder, pioneered a lot of the workplace culture benefits that many companies are adopting today. And so, of course, that makes it so, um, like every job, you know, sometimes you hit your head up against a wall. I think the walls at SAS are softer, right? Um, and so you know you're going to be, your children have, have great daycare. You know that if you're sick, you're going to be able to go get health care that you need. So that's fantastic. And the other piece I'd like to point out is we really have a great culture when it comes to diversity and inclusion. And mm-hmm. so when you look at the stats of SAS compared to other vendors, we've got a significant more amount of women in the workplace and in leadership positions. We've recently gotten some great coverage about our philosophy on neurodiversity mm-hmm. and how we want to really make a place for all sorts of skills and talents at SAS. And, and we believe that when you bring those different cultures to the table to solve a problem, the outcome is going to be better when you've got diversity at the table. I love it. I love it. I love, I love what you guys stand for and how you treat your employees. As somebody that lives not too far from the headquarters, we also also joke about the Kool-Aid that, that's getting drunk at, at SAS. I must it's be the M&Ms good. that it's, are it, getting it, Yeah, right? that's the, it, I think it's the M&Ms, not the Kool-Aid. Uh, so um, I know you're talking about customer experience at the Internet Summit, which is where we're talking. Um, how is SAS helping companies with customer experience? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I came to talk about customer experience. It's certainly something I'm, I'm passionate about in my role as marketing as well as as a SAS user. So I, you know, I've got this dual hat that I have at SAS, <laughs> both being a marketing practitioner and a user, user. of software. You know, I think what we see and where SaaS can can help our customers is to do customer experience in a way that is going to be meaningful, you have to start with this customer obsession and you have to learn and know about your customers. And that's probably what's changed the most when we think about knowing your customer hasn't changed. That's been the case since the Mad Men days. But what you need to know about your customer now is so very different. And so when we talk about customer obsession, what we mean there is, do you know, what does a typical day look like for your for your customer? This is well beyond the you know market segment of women age 18 to 35, right? right? And right. it's not, you know, hyper-targeting or hyper-personalization. It's what do they do over the course of the day? Where do they go to get their information and who do they trust? When they choose to do business with you, why? Uh, And when they choose not to do business with you, why? Or or even worse, if they decide to leave you, why did they leave you, right? So it all starts with that customer obsession and to have that, you need data. Mm. And of course, that's where SaaS comes in and and, um, really helping companies understand the data that they have about their customers, finding it within their companies, bringing it together in a way that's meaningful, and then getting it into the fingertips of marketers. And and that's something that I've certainly, as a SaaS user, made sure that my organization has, they're empowered mm-hmm. to have that data right at their fingertips so that as they're designing their campaigns or or adjusting on the fly, they've got, it's all centered around the data and the customer. Well, like you said, data is at the heart of helping to design and deliver a good experience. How can companies make sure that they are using their data appropriately? Yeah, and a lot of this gets down to trust. Right. And we talk about that a lot because, you know, if you can't create a high level of trust with your customers, you are not going to create a high level of a customer experience, right. full stop. And so, uh, you know, I think all of us as a, as a marketing field went through a big learning curve in 2017 and 2018 as we went through GDPR, right? right? And and um, that's not the comfort zone for marketers. We're either, um, you know, we're usually that creative <laughs> mindset. And now all of a sudden we're, we're having to be 
become legal and IT experts in, in some ways. And so so we survived, right? And right. I, I joke, like, I think we should get T-shirts printed that say, I survived GDPR. <laughs> um, but we survived. But along the way, I think we all, we elevated the profession in that. We learned to, to more reliably source contact information. I think that we, it forced us to be more creative and, right. and ensure that we're being relevant because a customer's not going to give up their information if they're not going to get value in return, right? And then I think it's prepared us all so that we could, we're, we're ready for whatever the next privacy law is because right. there's going to be more coming. We know that. And but rightfully so. It allowed us to build some bridges. I don't know. For me, I had a much tighter connection with my counterparts in legal and IT. And now I'm able to use that as, as even a, a foundation to do even more. So the first step with trust is, is really around compliance. And then the second is around security. And again, these aren't sexy topics typically right. for marketers, but right. we've got to be well-versed yeah, in this. And I think with security, for me, when you think about security breaches, and, and every time there's there's a security breach, my first thought is, oh my gosh, was I impacted? Was my family impacted? But then I very quickly turn to, well, what kind of impact is this going to have on consumer confidence? Right. Because one misstep by a brand really erodes trust, not only for that brand, but for all of us. And so this is an area where I think as marketers, we got to put our competition aside and say, let's let's join forces and do this better. Right. Like, let's all raise our game. And I'd say that the next step to really how you can use trust as a competitive advantage is going to be around transparency. So we did a research study called Experience 2030, and we teamed up with Daniel Newman of Futurum Technologies. And, and mm-hmm. I can talk more about that, but, but one of the insightful findings from that is that consumers really want to have a high level of control over how their data is used. And so what was probably table stakes for us as marketers of, all right, do I have an opt-in and opt-out? Is it plain English? Like, do I need a law degree in order to read the opt-in, right. opt-out policy? Or is it is it clear? Can I find it? We now have to go, I think, this whole other level of being really transparent and not just telling them, but showing our customers, here's how we're using your data. Here's how I've applied the data and the gift that you've given me in terms of your information in order to create a better experience for right. you. And I think that's where transparency is a whole new level of really thinking about how you get to trust in a meaningful way. And the companies that do that better, I think, are going to have a much higher competitive advantage. Right, right. I was just talking to someone earlier from Microsoft, actually, and we talked about a little bit about this transparency, but also like the fact that we're most users are willing to give their data in return for some value creation, right? Absolutely. And as marketers, we have to keep that in mind. It's not just about more, 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 more data. Right. But what are we doing with it that actually helps the customer out? Yeah. Well, and I think that's definitely been a mindset shift for for all marketers is we used to put our company or campaigns at the center of our planning process. And we've really had to do a 180 on that and say, no, that might be the outcome. But the center of gravity really is that customer and start there. Yeah, yeah, good. Are there examples that come to mind in terms of like SaaS customers that you guys are helping with the experience yeah. solution or, or problems that they're having that they're trying yeah, to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, I think one example that would resonate with nearly everybody is the Orlando Magic. And I think mm-hmm. when we think about sports analytics, we often go right to, all right, how, how are players being evaluated and how are right, you using that right, the for, stats, for the athletes? The, yeah. And that's that's not the case here. So what, um, and, and they're using SaaS for that as well, but we've teamed up with Orlando Magic for a while now to help them understand their data. And in this past two years, what we've really worked with them on is the fan experience and how can they create a really um, meaningful fan experience because they're in a market where there's a lot of entertainment, right? And so what we've done... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In particular with them is they've got this great set of season ticket holders. So 100% of those season ticket holders use their mobile app. So they've got, I mean, right there, they've got this channel. They've got, they have a, a voice into them. So then it was, how do they use that more effectively? And so they teamed up with SaaS and, and they're also using some other vendors as part of this tech stack to look at how can they communicate effectively with fans mm-hmm. during the game. So they've got beacons that can tell them where the fan is and they can send push notifications via the mobile app of, hey, there's a shorter line over here for you to get oh, your wow. concession. or they can provide them with in-game discounts or offers based on what they know about them and Mm. and the segments that they've created. And so what they found is for their um, season ticket holders that are using this technology, they've got a 20% increase in their their, um, customer satisfaction score. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it is. It really is to <laughs> it's see. Magic. It's magic. It's magic. Very magical. <laughs> wow, well and we played, did Alan. we did not even plan. I need a high five <laughs> on did. that. We that's didn't plan so that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I would say, you know, I, I joked earlier about how I'm a, a marketing pr- practitioner and a SaaS user. SaaS is part of my tech stack. My technology stack includes a lot of other technologies, but yeah. but I, I certainly have um, SaaS at the core. And we put SaaS into play on our our website. So we mm. realized, all right, back to that customer obsession. And, and, and that relentless focus on right. customers. Our customer contact center was finding, look, we're, not, we're really not serving two key audiences mm-hmm. for us very well. And that was our students, university students, mm-hmm. and then lifelong learners. And so what is, I think, table stakes for us as marketers now, they went back to the website and said, how can we improve the web experience? Because right. they've got some common questions that they're not able to answer right away. So check, we did that. But then we said, how can we apply AI? That's what we do as a company, right? right? So let's apply AI. So we teamed up with our research and development staff and developed a chatbot. And we taught the chatbot. We had to inform the chatbot with our CRM data so they knew about Mm -hmm. about customer behavior. We put web data in there. And then we trained it to understand sentiment as well as to understand some frequently asked questions. And so what we found is that that chatbot is now in a very transparent way. So we don't mask that you're talking to a chatbot, right? right? That chatbot is engaging with students and really creating a very meaningful experience. And as you can imagine, there was a lot of change management we, we worked through with the contact center staff because I think in this day and age we're hearing all this hype around AI and and people are thinking am I going to be replaced by you know by a a machine or a robot and the answer is an unequivocal no you're not and that was the case for the contact center so in this case what we did was we allowed the bot to take care of some of those common questions and then we freed them up to do really more meaningful and complex customer inquiries and so now we're able to serve not only that original (laughs) audience better but now we've got this whole other audience that we're engaging with so just some examples of how technology yeah. is applied to improve that customer experience. But I would say a common pitfall we need to make sure that as marketers we're thinking through because technology can be fun and some of these pilots right. can be exciting. <laughs> make sure you've got that use case, that yes. really defined 
end use case of what you're trying to solve for and that it's solving a problem for the customer, not that you want to throw some technology at it. <laughs> right, right. Well, if you were in front of a bunch of marketers, which you will be when this airs, what, <laughs> what should marketers be doing or considering when they're trying to understand how to improve their customer experience? Where, yeah. where would you tell them to start or, or yeah. things to think about? And I think customer experience is going to change so much over the next 10 years. And how, if you if you dream about like, gosh, um, you know, when, when, when you're sick, our, our drone's going to be delivering your medicines. And right. um, when you go to a grocery store, you're going to engage with a human or a machine. And, mm. you know, the world's going to change a lot in the 10 years. So that's equal parts exciting and, and sometimes overwhelming. And so right. what I talk about with, with marketers is there's five things you can do to, you know, future-proof yourself mm-hmm. and future-proof the business right now. Mm. And that first one is is get focused on on customer experience. You know, make sure they're, you're, you're or on the customer data. So the first thing I would advise marketers to do is really understand your analytic maturity. And I say that as a, as a marketer at SaaS and, and we provide industry-leading analytics, I'm constantly looking at my, my team's analytic maturity. Do we have all the data, first-party, third-party data that we need? Do we know where our data is? Have we broken down those data silos? And then is the team empowered and trained to be able to really gain insights from that mm-hmm. data and apply it? So really look at your analytic maturity. The second recommendation I would have is, is start small and find some wins yeah. and really celebrate those wins um, because this is the road to customer experience success. It's a journey. And so you got to find those, those short-term wins and, and and I talked about the chatbot example. We actually ended up, that started as a pilot that's now business as usual. And our CEO highlighted that on main stage at one of our flagship conferences just last month. And so what a celebration, right? right. We, we really got to enjoy that success. The third thing I'd say is be a customer experience champion within your organization. And, you know, I do believe that customer experience is a whole company sport, mm-hmm. but marketers have are really uniquely positioned to right. move this forward. And so be that champion, but really think through, be that champion of the customer experience. Mm-hmm. and be the voice of the customer. And, and as a marketer, you have access to that data. Right. And if your moral compass is pointed towards what's right for the customer, you're in a good place, right. right? The fourth thing I would say is build those cross-divisional bridges. You can't do this alone. You need to have those partners. Just like with GDPR, I, I made better friends with the legal and IT team. Yeah. But all of us in, a, in an organization need to be working on customer experience. So team up with sales, with IT, certainly once again, legal, finance, HR. Every group has their own view of customer experience. And if you you can go at it as a group, you're going to be more successful. And then the last thing I'd say, and it's a little cliche, but we talk about embracing change. I think you need to instigate change when it comes to customer <laughs> experience, because if you're not if you're not disrupting yourself, you're not disrupting your company, your customers will. And so they have a different expectation. And, and if you're not Right. You're not changing to meet that, then right. then they're going to choose to do business elsewhere. I love that. I love I love the instigate change, not just drive yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Make it happen. Make it happen. Um, well, last question for you: What do you think the future of customer experience looks like? I know. We just talked about the 10 years, it's hard to predict anything. So I'm, yeah. I'm asking you <laughs> potentially know, to do the, the thing that's the hardest thing to do, but <laughs> where, where do you think it's you yeah. know gonna end up? Yeah, you know, so I, I mentioned we did this um, research study right. with Daniel Newman of, of Futurum Research, and we did that because we wanted to charter our own course, but then also help our mm-hmm. customers. And so the research really came up with some, some bold predictions along the way and on topics like how wearables are gonna be much more embedded into our, our day-to-day. And you know, it even envisions a world where you can buy 
eye with your eyes because of, of the way wearables can be. And so imagine how much that changes for, for those of us on the retail marketing side, yeah. right? I think something else we really didn't talk about at all was blockchain and the impact blockchain is going to have even more broadly. And the research imagined a future where maybe we can end fake news because we've got blockchain looking at where's the source of data yeah. coming from. Yeah. And so I think that part is, is, is really fascinating. I do believe that we're going to see augmented reality and virtual reality mm -hmm. be much more a part of our, our day-to-day lives. And, and we see that with our kids with Pokemon Go, right? But yeah. but I think retailers are out in front of right. this this trend. You think of L'Oreal, who's got apps to help you choose the right lipstick, and that struggle's real. Like, that's meaningful. <laughs> um, but then, you know, Gucci has something where you're able to yeah. see what the clothes look like on you. Ikea can bring the store to your right. home. I think we as marketers need to find ways to help our customers experience our technology mm -hmm. in a more immersive way. I love it. I love it. Well, Jen, thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners, and you can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes with links to anything we talk about on any episode. You can also search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today.